This is the first time. Chirp Radio's live storytelling and music series recorded at Martyrs in Chicago's North Center neighborhood. Here's your host, Jen Sodini. Up next is Wes Needham. He is the... He's an actor, improviser, actor, director, producer. He's the content director and writer for uh, Good Evening with Pat Whalen. And um, you can go to bestevenevever.com. He's got some big guests coming up. So you can check him out, uh, bestevenevever.com. Guys, give it up. Wes Needham. Hi. Hello. Hey, all right. So, Newark, Delaware, 1994, seventh grade, summer of dreams, in front of the buses as they take us home from middle school after a long day. I see her from afar, getting ready to get on the bus towards home. Katrina Diracelli. Katrina Diracelli. I had decided two periods ago that I was going to make my move, ask her to be my girlfriend. Sure, we had only spoken like one time two weeks ago, like three words total. But I knew in my heart that she was the person I was going to spend the rest of my life with. She was beautiful. She uh, wore this pink scrunchie in her hair. And, you know, something about like a ponytail. I just, it was just beautiful. And, like, the way she smiled. Like, man, seventh grade, all you really needed was a pink scrunchie. (laughs) Those three words we had exchanged just two weeks before, I'll never forget, they were, uh, hi, I'm Katrina. (laughs) Like, right? Can you feel it? (laughs) From that moment, I'd been shooting her smiles in the hallway every single day as we passed. You know, just passing each other on our way to class. It had to be the hallway because we literally had zero classes together. Like, none. And we didn't know each other one bit. But when love strikes, you know. And I didn't let tiny details like, I don't know, like not knowing her, get in the way of what would be a love for the history books. Caesar and Cleopatra. Mark Antony and Cleopatra. Me and Katrina Diracelli, you know? You get it, you get it. So there I stood, watching her about to get on the bus home, a different bus in mine, because by the way, we lived nowhere near each other. Not even close, again, pesky detail, not gonna let it hamper a good matter. But I summoned every ration of seventh grade strength, cojones, confidence I possessed, and I moved my numbed legs one foot in front of the other, until I was standing in front of her, to which she was quite surprised. Fair enough, she didn't know me, not at all. (laughs) But hey, you know, go time. (laughs) I planted. I looked her right in the eye. I opened my mouth and I said the words that I had been rehearsing every day for two weeks. You want to go out? (laughs) Silence lingered for what was probably like half a second, but seemed like 47 years. And then she broke the silence and stopped the spell and looked me right in the eyes and said, 
Sure. Sure. I'll take sure in seventh grade, right? The job was done. I had a girlfriend. Also, like, way easier than I thought it would be, right? Like, wow. Uh, But now it's time to initiate phase two. The first phone call. I was terrified. Terrified. She scribbled her number onto my forearm as I screamed, thanks, and then ran to my bus as fast as humanly possible. But, you know, I ran in, like, a cool way, because, like, I had a girlfriend now, so... It was when I was safely on the bus that the gravity of the situation hit me like a ton of bricks. I honestly thought I would never even have a girlfriend in my life. Now, I know what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, truly, I was pathetic. I was never going to find somebody to like me. That's why I'm up here on stage, fucked up. (laughs) But now I had a girlfriend by seventh grade, like exceeded expectations by years, right? I was set for life. All that was left was to plan the wedding, and then I could live out my days in matrimony and bliss. But then as I sat there smiling and shaking as the trees and cars whizzed by on the bus, another reality began to set in. I had a phone call I had to nail that night. Like, nail. The first phone call, as you all know, is everything. The rest of the relationship goes off of that phone call. She'd be learning who I was for the very first time. But what would I talk about with her? All I really knew about was the entire roster of the 1993 Philadelphia Phillies. (laughs) But this was 1994. Things were different. It had been a year already since the 1993 Philadelphia Phillies lost in the World Series in Game 6 on a botched pitch from Mitch Wilde-Williams to Joe Carter in a walk-off home run that ended the series in Toronto and made me cry. We got some Philly fans in the house. It was time to move on from the Philadelphia Phillies is what I'm saying. Plus, she wouldn't care about baseball, would she? I don't know. I didn't know her at all. We've been over this. So I had to up my game. But when you're 12 or 13, what is game? Sidebar, I'm 35. What is game? I have no human idea. So I ran off the bus to home to plan. Now remember, there was no internet. There was nothing to Google for topics to talk about in a discussion on the call. It was all left up to this guy right here. And this guy was a shit show of adolescence and hormones. So I did the one thing that I knew I had to do. I grabbed a paper plate and a pen, and I wrote out the agenda for which this phone call would follow. Everything I could possibly think of in my stupid little seventh grade brain. So, topic number one. Uh, Have you seen Lion King? I hear it's good. (laughs) Another sidebar. Do you guys remember Lion King in 1994? Holy shit, what a movie. I remember my mom tried to take me to Lion King, and I was like, Mom, I'm 13 now, okay? I'm done with Disney movies but it turns out Disney movies weren't done with me. You know? So anyway, yeah, Lion King, that's definitely on the list. Phone topic number two. 
Have you tried this new PlayStation thing that all the kids are doing? I'm not. I'm poor. My mom's poor. Don't tell them you're poor. Shut up. Don't say poor. <laughs> Girls don't like poor people. That's a fact. And you should all be ashamed of yourselves. Okay, so no PlayStation. Uh, scrambling, scrambling, scrambling. Calls in 10 minutes. Uh, oh, boy. Chicken patties and tater tots in the cafeteria today. That was pretty sweet, huh? And let's be real. Chicken patties, seventh grade, big fucking deal. Chicken patty and tater tot day, that's phone material. Welcome to the list. And, you know, it went from there. I wrote down a few other things, but those were definitely the better things call went great. We hit every topic over the course of 15, 20 minutes. Just the right amount of time to establish a lifelong romance with my new partner, and I had fulfilled my role as the boyfriend. I became a man that day. And then I never talked to her again. Before I came here, coming into this this building today, I, I think I accidentally wrote down something like, I never saw her again, and I was like, now nah, they're going to think she died. She didn't die. <laughs> She's, as far as I know, Katrina Diracelli's alive. But I never talked to her again. That's going to put me over time. I'm so sorry, Julie, that whole bit. Uh, but yeah, I never talked to her again. Not because I wasn't in love with her, not because she was not wildly in love with me, I'm assuming. We just literally didn't know each other at all. Like, at all. We were in seventh grade and didn't, we didn't have one class together, which is an automatic death sentence to a relationship where school is really the only place you see somebody. I never even got to hold her hand. Or as we now call it, hand sex. <laughs> do, we, do we not call that hand sex? Okay, good, that's probably for the best. Kids should not be having hand sex, and I'm firm on that policy. Anyway, anyway, I'll, I will be, I'm going to be 35 in a couple months. Thank you, thanks. <laughs> I'm a grown-ass man now. I have a 16-month-old daughter. Yeah. Which means I've done way more than hand sex. <laughs> like, with, like, literally four, maybe five people, kind of. There was this, like, halvesy situation when I was 20. I don't want to get, it's another story. Anyway, while trying to remember the story for tonight's purposes, it kind of dawned on me. Katrina DiRoselli and I never broke up. <laughs> we literally just stopped talking after that phone call, which on its own is, 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 is awful. How could I let that happen, that, Im that immaturity? But also, this kind of means I've been living in sin with my wife for like 10 years. Which is fine, because, you know, I love my wife. I love my daughter. You know, sun, moon, stars, all the good stuff. They're great. But poor Katrina. No closure. She's probably at some storytelling session telling her version right now. <laughs> my stupid adolescent hormonal brain didn't know how to deal with things back then, so I just gave up on the first love of my life, and she deserves so much more than that. So with your permission... I'd like to pay her back now by telling her how fucked up the rest of my romantic life became after her until I found my beautiful wife. <laughs> <laughs>
who's, who's here, so nailed it. <laughs> Is it okay if I do the thing with, uh, I talk to Katrina real quick? You guys okay with that? Okay. Okay, so Katrina, congrats. You were my last girlfriend until senior year of high school. Yep, whoops, should have held on. Unless you count Sherry Keen from eighth grade, who I dated for like four hours until she broke up with me on the walk to the student faculty basketball game. She was like, we're moving in different directions, Wes. I'm like, we're 14, calm down. <laughs> anyway, that's it for girlfriends until a close call junior year of high school where I held hands with a sophomore, Amanda Lansing, in the backseat of a mutual friend's car, hand sex, <laughs> which prompted me to ask her on a date to see the mummy in theaters. And I'm talking the real mummy, Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weiss, not this Tom Cruise bullshit. She said, yes, we held hands that night too. God, it was great, no kiss, things fizzled, and I didn't hear much from her again until I learned that she slept with my little brother at junior prom later that year. <laughs> Called my brother before the show, you still gonna say that part? <laughs> yeah, man, go fuck yourself. forward to the last month of senior year of high school where I dated Amanda, Amanda Erzinski, who went to a crosstown Catholic school. Now we're in business. We dated two whole weeks before we broke up because I just didn't feel the kind of love that I felt for Katrina Dearest Selly. But I still went to prom, her prom, with her because that's the noble thing to do. Where I drank too many Mike's Hard Lemonades at the post party and made out with her best friend. Turns out I'm not that noble. <laughs> Oops! And Katrina, congrats. Apparently I'm a monster who does things like that and you avoided it altogether. Great news, though, her best friend who I made out with, we dated too. Up until three weeks later where she went off to senior week and cheated on me with a couple guys at the same time. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Don't, that's none of your business. No, she told me. She told me while breaking up with me at my senior year graduation party in the driveway while I held a dozen roses for her for coming back to my party. <laughs> Catholic high school girls, who boy. Anyway, uh, look, there are a couple of others along the way, up until my beautiful wife, all, all with their own tragic breakup stories for future storytelling sessions. But here's the thing, Katrina, you were the first. You were the first, and, and thank you for saying yes to me that day in front of the buses, because that yes was a very big deal to me. It propelled me to try and fail like a hundred times over the following years. You were beautiful. You were kind. I did not deserve you. So thank you. And thank you.
You've been listening to a Chirp Radio podcast of our live storytelling and music series, The First Time. Our storyteller was Wes Needham, and The First Time 4 performed Can You Feel the Love Tonight by Elton John. The First Time 4 is Steve Frisbee, Liam Davis, Gerald Dowd, and Scott Stevenson. To hear more First Time pieces, check out the series website, firsttime.chirpradio.org. And you can find other podcasts produced by the station at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next.